Good morning, noon, or night, whenever you happen to be turning in to this third episode of the Jack Entertainment Network's Daily Show, where we give you updates of the things going on inside of all the Jack Network properties, as well as sharing some ideas with you today to hopefully jumpstart your own inspiration, fueling your imagination to in turn fuel the things that can make your life, business, organization, hobby, friends, and family better. I'm Jim Bumgardner. I think I may have already said that, but you know what? I'm going to say it again because sometimes you just need to know a guy's name. That way you don't just go, hey, you all the time. Anyway, we've got a great show coming up. A lot of book recommendations coming up. Make your life a little bit better, I found, because it worked for me. Uh, some fun stuff over at Jim's Toy Box. And we're going to get spooky and kooky a couple times inside of our world of the paranormal. And Halloween, any time of the year, is a great time. Plus, we're continuing our week-long look at 3D printing from our LearnSolar.Energy outreach right here on the Jack Entertainment Network Daily Show Podcast. Welcome back to the show, and I do hope you will seriously consider giving Anchor a look for your podcast needs. Because again, I'm just I'm still getting used to this app and format as a whole. And I can tell you, it's remarkably user-friendly. It's so user-friendly that in a lot of ways it's too simple and you'll overthink it, just like I've done a couple times. Anyway, check it out. It's much appreciated. Plus, every time you click through on that particular ad, uh, it really helps me out a lot. And I appreciate that uh, even more. I really do. Because again, this is a grassroots, homegrown outreach of a company with the Jack Entertainment as a brand prior to March 2020 that focused on video production for live shows, live music shows, as well as I did a lot of promotional videos, uh, in-house things for corporate events, and those were a lot of fun. Did a lot of teaching things for the local high school and junior high schools here, uh, even led some uh, merit badge universities for the Boy Scouts. But once again, March 2020 happened and all that changed. And it's like, okay, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. There are no people to put in front of the camera. And I personally, I, I don't like being on camera. That's why the odds of this ever becoming one of those video podcast things are slim to none. I don't like it. I mean, I love radio because if you don't comb your hair, no one will ever know. So do you know, did I comb my hair? Am I wearing a hat? Did I shave my head instead this morning? We'll leave that to the theater of the mind for you, because right now I'm cool just talking to you by way of a podcast platform. It's fun for me like that. First segment of the show, we're doing a recap. Uh, I say recap. We're doing uh, Here We Go, actually, with Superpower.Quest, that outreach. And uh, the first thing I want to do is I want to, again, really encourage you out there to take a look at ActivateHumanity.com. ActivateHumanity.com is a social media platform that was put together by uh, Dr. David Martin and uh, another fellow, James. I'm sorry, I don't remember your last name off the top of my head. I'll get better than I promise. But anyway, it's great. It's, it's, it gives you the functionality of, say, a Facebook. But with this being a very genre-specific outreach, Activate Humanity, you kind of see where you're going there. And the folks there are great. Actually, this morning, uh, the recording here, December 14th, Tuesday, uh, had a great little joke thread responding thing going on uh, with a fellow I've just now connected on there. And it's great because people have a sense of humor over there and you don't have to worry about Ziffiero hitting you in the head with the hammer and telling you to get on the truck. You know what I'm saying? Um, because it's not... Uh, 
humor, comedy, we need that in our lives so bad now. Good Lord, do we. Hence why, if you actually go to jackentertainment.net and check the show notes, I've got a link over to the superpower.quest site where I've put up, and I think I've posted it on a couple of the social outreaches here, uh, which is a little ironic, I admit, but put together this social media bingo card. Now, what exactly is that? Well, that social media bingo card is a funny way, I thought, uh, to help you. Because, I mean, social media, it is just so integrated into anything you do, whether it be for business, whether it be for an organization, your hobbies, uh, or just family and friend interaction. That it just, for the past decade now, it's such a web that's really grabbed a hold of everyone that it's so easy to get sucked in and trapped there all day, losing your productivity, losing uh, focus on what you're, you wanted to do for the day because you just get caught up in there. And then you get to the point where you think you want to do social media all day long because it's, you know, it's triggering those endorphins and all that stuff. You know, those little dopamine hits go a long way, kids, but you, you don't need to do that. You don't go out there, check it out, make your rounds, get out. To help you with that, I put together that social media bingo card that you can download totally, totally for free, totally for free. Go get it, download it, print it off, uh, and it's just like regular bingo. You get uh, diagonal, forward, backward, four corners, however you do it. But as soon as you hit the topics on there, you come across it, mark it off. As soon as you've got a bingo, get out. You're done. It probably won't take very long. It was. I did it as a joke because it was. I'm. It's funny. My absurd humor is going way off the charts. You got the conspiracy coloring book over Paranormal Die Quest, and now social media bingo. And there's a lot of other things that fall into the land uh, of that smartassery on steroids. And then I'm enjoying it because it's a wonderful outlet for creativity and the imagination. And that is exactly what. I'm recommending to you. Speaking of which, I'm recommending to you a book that I was introduced to back in 2019. Okay, uh, MJ DeMarco's Unscripted. Now, MJ DeMarco, he started uh, life as everyone else does, trying to figure out what he wanted to do, how he wanted to do it, and he wound up building a, a taxi service platform, online platform, for folks to be able to book taxis, limos, things like that. And, and it worked, and he made a lot of money with it, sold it, wound up buying it back later. But in all of that, he wrote his first book to help encourage others to do the same, uh, The Millionaire Fast Lane. If you've heard of that one, that's MJ DeMarco. That's a great book. But the thing is that really made me go, this is this is good stuff. Um, I hadn't read Millionaire Fast Lane yet. I'd heard of it, hadn't read it, because it seemed to me to be like a lot of the other self-help type things where it's a lot of rah-rah and no action. I was remarkably wrong about MJ DeMarco in that assumption, which that can happen, right? And be careful with that, so don't trap yourself into it. Uh, but anyway, I did, then I was introduced to Unscripted. And that one I, I I dove into, and unscripted is fantastic because what it did for me, it verified what I already knew when it came to the construct that we were all living in prior to March 2020. Now then, these folks nowadays are trying to say we want to go back to that construct when it wasn't a good idea in the first place. Let's get get back to normal. Get back. What does normal mean? Define that for me. Okay. Well, inside of Unscripted by MJ DeMarco, uh, which you there's a link here to his Fastlane forum in the show notes today. Check that out. But 
the thing that he really puts together is a real strategy for anyone in any walk of life to create a path for yourself that will actually help you live life. And your careers, as we all were taught to believe, were that path. You know, you do this one thing for 40 years and retire and then die. If you're the entrepreneurial type, that's fantastic. And you can dedicate yourself to that. Nothing wrong there. But at the same time, you've got to be careful because you can trap yourself in that too. And it will also cap out. I know me personally, a little openness for you here. I was always notorious and still can be if I'm not careful. Notorious for rooting for the underdog too much. You see what I'm saying? To where it's like you... You know, you really want to see that little guy win. And you'll devote a lot of time, effort, and resources that you yourself, you've got those resources, but you don't necessarily need to invest them all in someone else's dream. Not that you shouldn't help people, but you got to be careful. It's that balance. It's that bubble that you've got to um, be cool with. Actually, I saw a post over there on uh, Activate Humanity that, that really pointed out pointed that out so well. You've got to establish your personal boundaries. Anyway, inside of Unscripted, a lot of those focus points are in there, as well as he broke down a lot of great strategies for going from, you know, living your best life, dedicated with earn, earnestness, and then growing your wealth, because it's not, you know, it's not just all boom, 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 boom. If I do this, this will happen, and this will happen, or this will happen. Well, to an extent it can, but you've got to be very focused in in that drive. It's like right here, again, I've done radio for a long, long time, and I love radio, and the only way radio works, and the way podcast works, in my opinion, to where they're listenable, is you've got to have a flow. And that's why in getting into this, we're on show three, I really wanted to be able to script out my format clock to where I knew where I was going. But I'm not making myself a slave to the clock like I had to in traditional broadcast radio because, hey, man, when you've got to be out at the top of the hour, you got to be out at the top of the hour. you got to back, you know, you got to back time into the news at the bottom hour of the hour. you got to hit your break. Da, 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 da. Don't have to worry about the podcast format, but that can also lead you to getting very sloppy. And I don't want to do that. But then again, I can overthink it and get very paranoid about it and then overdo it, and then nothing gets done, or it gets too stiff. I don't want to do that. That's why this morning, when during episode three, I actually have my coffee in my hand. Uh, my notes are much more loose. I knew what I was wanting to say, how I was going to say it, and what I was going to offer to you to not waste your time. And again, that's all a part of helping you, hopefully, get a new perspective on some of the things that you may be doing. Are you keeping it short, sweet, to the point with a purpose? Hope so, because that's what people are going to respond to. Like me, this is a 10-minute segment already, and I know I'm running long, but I want to make sure that I'm going to help you add some value to your life by, number one, encouraging you to go over to ActivateHumanity.com, join that social network. They're good people. You can get a lot of great information and some, some okay, whatever, but it doesn't matter. It's real discussion that doesn't censor you. It's, it's fun. Do that. It's a great thing. Uh, secondly, of course, uh, to help you keep from getting too Im, you know, embedded in social media all day long, the social media bingo card entertainment.net, which will take you to where you can at superpower.quest to go get 
that bingo card to help you break free from social media on a daily basis. And the recommendation for MJ DeMarco's unscripted book or audiobook, also available on the Kindle, Amazon.com. There's no kickback on any of this stuff, won't you understand? The only thing that is a sponsored element of this show at this time uh, are the pitches for Anchor, because I truly appreciate them, and you really should try it. And also, any of the links that I, that I tell you about over at jackentertainment.net, uh, it's pretty clear if you're, you know, if it's an affiliate thing or if it's a product that uh, we're selling. Like, the only thing that we're selling at the moment is just the, uh, the digital PDF downloads for the Conspiracy Coloring Book sample. So, and, uh, and some print-on-demand coffee mug stuff. Uh, that's about it right now. we got some plans for a lot of really neat stuff, which we kind of talked about a little bit more of that here in uh, the segment after, after, after. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that here in a second. Anyway, let's, uh, let's switch over to the toy box. Sliding over to the jimstoybox.com section of today's update. I, I wanted to go into the archives a little bit because you shouldn't live in the past too much. However, they are kind of fun to revisit. One of the things I came across when I was digging around, I hadn't thought about it in a long time, back in 2011 is where this particular blog post and review came from. And I forgot how much fun this particular one was because it introduced me to a fellow by the name of Craig Owen, who was the creator of Zyka Toys. And Zyka Toys uh, made action figures. They still do, actually. And as a matter of fact, I've got in the show notes, I've got links to their official site and also to their eBay store. If I don't know, I'm looking at my notes. No, I've got the official Zykatoys.com. Check that out. Uh, they're doing the smaller three and three quarter inch figures now of some of like the coolest action figure toys re rebranded and reborn from back in the 70s and some from the 60s with Captain Action as well as Eagle Force. You older fellows in the audience probably very familiar with those brands. But they're really cool, and Craig is a great guy, and he really went out on a limb back then in 2011 to produce a series of 8-inch action figures with these new bodies that were very well done. The detail was great. The durability was good. The costumes that he designed for the particular line that he was pushing, the license that he had, was uh, Buck Rogers in the 25th century from the television show of the 70s featuring Gil Gerard. And they were they were fantastic toys. I mean, they really were. These were, again, these were those toys that were made for the collectors more so than for play for kids. But they were durable and you could. And that was neat. It also wound up, and I'll have to get you a link up to this too, to where uh, Craig, when he had sent me some samples to review, he also sent me a set to take over to the world's largest toy museum located in Branson, Missouri, where i uh, got a buddy of mine who's the owner curator. And if you're a toy person, you have got to go check that place out because I'm literally anything you can think of is probably inside of those walls. It's, it's amazing. Anyway, um, so I, he sent me some, a couple of one of the Buck Rogers and one of the Tiger Man figures to actually take and donate. Now, what is the, uh, the relevance to you in this? I'm not a toy guy, Jim. I don't care about that because one of the things that was so interesting, not just because of what he had done and accomplished, because see, his family and what they had was just, uh, a grocery store there where he's at, which kind of escapes me at the top of my head right now. But anyway, and so that was his main source of life, but his main source of fun were making these toys. And I appreciate that so much because anyone who 
takes the time and makes the investment into doing things that enrich other people's lives along with their own man that's that's a bravo thing it, it to me it's like you know big standing ovation there uh, and it also to encourage you that regardless of where you are and what you're doing at this particular stage of life if there is something inside of you that bucket list that you you've walked away from or you gave up on or you you decided you can't do that i want to tell you that you're wrong you really are now there are certain things let's be real i mean if you're of the mindset that you uh, you know what no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna limit you to anything and be snarky about it. it it really is a matter of if there's something that you want to do even let's say you want to fly without a plane you apply that imagination and you've got direct i mean seriousness about it you want to know how to fly without a plane you can figure it out because I guarantee you there's already certain methods in play with like the jet packs, which are amazing if you haven't seen those things. But there are so many ways to do so many things. And you may be the one who takes it to the next step. If you apply your imagination and your true earnestness of purpose, you can do it. And I, I just want to see that. And that's the reason why in sharing the stories from Jim's toy box, happens because again the guy from the grocery store made a beautiful line of action figures that's still doing it today he just shrunk them down to the three and three quarter inch size but the quality looks to be off the charts i've not had the opportunity to have one in my hand to look at yet but i'm working on remedying that because um they're worthy of of of, of being considered for those who like to collect those type of things or those who just want to do something a little different in their day that they're like huh look at there that's kind of neat so anyway, check that out, zikatoys.com, and then at jackentertainment.net, I've got the direct link to the review and photo shoot and everything from 2011 that uh, I think you're, you'll, you'll appreciate, whether you're into toys or not. Bumps of the night. You ever chased them down? I've done it. It was fun. It was interesting, actually. In this Paranormal.Quest segment of the show, I'm wanting to introduce, again, it's like, you know, it's one of those things to where you can get a little too wrapped up in, in your forest for the trees. And this particular segment, what I'm talking about, is actually something that here locally, my wife and myself are pretty well known for, but you don't know anything about it because we've never met. You're not right here. If you happen to be right here, where you been? You don't, you don't call anymore. Anyway, um... We, back in 2008, actually, when we were still fluttering hearts meeting in the dating world, uh, anyway, a conversation came up, found out that we were both totally into the paranormal and uh, things of the like, and there's a whole long story in there that's awesome that I'll tell you sometime, but anyway, it led to this particular adventure here at the time, um, I was working at a radio station, was actually transitioning away from that radio station over into a television station. First time I'd ever done television. And that offered me the ability to create some television programming. Well, one thing led to another. The idea sprung and we created a ghost hunting show on the local level. And excuse whoever that was who gave me that noise. Anyway, um, we... We created the show called Case Files of the... We needed a name. Gotta have a good, catchy name. I mean, if you watch those Ghost Hunter guys on the Sci-Fi Channel back then, uh, and they had Taps. 
Mm, that's pretty cool. And there are like a billion one of them out there, and they were all clever, and they were all fun, and so on. So put the thinking cap on, and out came the Ozarks Ghost Research Society, the Ogres. How much fun is that? The Ogres. And so that's what we ran with. So case files of the Ozarks Ghost Research Society. And we we started shooting shows. Well, we started finding locations, and there was a lot of serendipitous things that happened. So serendipitous that, in fact, the first location that we went to was the Serendipity Day Spa. And again, there's a lot. I need to, I, I really need to sit down and write that whole story of how that came along because for me it was fascinating. So I'd be like, to, I'd like to document it. But you may find it interesting too, the way everything fell together. And I've got now, again, jackentertainment.net in the show notes for today. I've got a link to the YouTube video of a condensed version of the three episodes that we did of the investigations there in Serendipity. I want to apologize in advance. The quality is nowhere near where I want it to be uh, looking at it because there's some audio balance issues with the background track and it drives me crazy. But, and I hate to point it out to you because now it'll drive you crazy when you're watching it. But the findings from those three investigations and the method in which we went about it uh, are very impressive. They really are, period. First off, you know, again, I had, well, I should say, I have always had an interest in the paranormal as a whole, ever since I was a small little baby kid. And as life went on and the career grew in, in newspaper and radio, uh, that was something that never, ever got off the stove. I was always dipping my toes one way or the other into content for that genre. And then by 2008, and the opportunity that came with the show, I decided to go with it. But in creating a show, it's easy enough to walk around in the dark with night vision cameras where everybody's got that green filter on them. Blah, it bored me. So, I want, and God forbid the people who yell in the dark, Oh, come out here, you goose. Shut up. That bugs me. <laughs> it's like, no. And then when they do get it, they run and they scream like little fairy men old girlies, whatever. Anyway, I digress. I wanted to create something that actually had a little bit more substance to it. And in that, I, I once again, put the, uh, the thinking cap on and really focused in on what my uh, objective was in doing this show, more so than just creating a television show that could draw audience and in turn draw advertisers and events and things like that and a brand with the ogres, uh, which it did all that. But more importantly, I wanted the show to have substance and structure that made sense and added to the, the genre and the study of the paranormal. So what I came up with was a three-investigative style. It drove me nuts whenever you would see something on television to where they would investigate a place, whatever it was. They'd go in, they go, whoa, ha, huh, and they do it, they leave, done. Okay, um, but that's not anywhere near if you want to go from it from a scientific perspective as best you can when it comes to documenting cases of the paranormal and instances of the paranormal well you've got i mean what is the scientific method you've got to be able to do it and then do it again in the exact same manner right so i took that and came up with the three investigations to see what would happen would it intensify would nothing happen would uh, what would what would what would be the final outcome? Serendipity, that day spa was fantastic because 
Not only did we see things intensify throughout the course of the three investigations, they all tied together at the end. There was a common theme that, not by editing, but by content itself, by events that occurred, that put it all together, and it all made sense. From the first thing that happened to the last thing that happened. It was cool. It was great. Now, I'll be honest with you, we had to move on from that. Life and job and stuff made me kind of have to shift gears. I tried to launch a second show or a second series, but yeah, it just didn't work out. It didn't feel right. But, <clears throat> excuse me, went through all of that and just didn't get to go back in so hard like I wanted to. We may revisit that that concept uh, in the weeks and months and years to come because I, I want to continue to put that three investigative style into researching paranormal events, not necessarily just ghosts, but we're talking about like when it comes to seeing the things in the sky and of course everything else is going on. But again, we're at a point now post March, 2020 where there is nothing abnormal or paranormal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We've rewritten the world kids. So the paranormal is not so taboo or strange anymore. But that's okay. It's still a lot of things that need to be unlocked for people to, I hope, uh, garner something from that helps them grow in their personal quest to kind of see the world as the larger, incredibly huge thing that it is, more so than the five senses. So anyway, but yeah, check that out, jackentertainment.net, and watch them. Again, I apologize. Uh, sketchy 2008, early 2009 stuff I had. The equipment I was using was so wonderfully limited that it pushed me creatively to figure out, now, how can I do this with this? Because it can't do this. I'm going to make it do this. And I did. And I'm really happy with the, that aspect of it. But some of it's just cringeworthy for me now. But that happens to everybody, right? Anyway, but check it out. It's the case files of the Ozarks Ghost Research Society. Uh, the link is at jackentertainment.net. And I do believe I'll have it up on paranormal.quest as well. But always, these things can be found in the show notes. Halloween. It's not meant to be just one time of the year. I'm firmly convinced of that. Again, yesterday I suggested to you check out HalloweenRadio.net because the sounds of Halloween feel great all night, all year long. That's me. I love it. It's just me. When you've got a great beat, it's fun. It's old school rock and roll and doo wop stuff, or a wide variety of genres. That's great. You'll find it at HalloweenRadio.net. Help them out with the, their 2021 financial needs because they do a great thing and they're putting everything out of their own pocket. If you can kick in a buck or two because you enjoyed the playlist, it's the right thing to do. Anyway, moving on to today. Okay, now this part here for the, the Halloween Quest segment. This one is actually, the backstory is so long, I will bore you to tears if I just sat down and told you the whole thing. So I won't do that for now. But I do want to share that story because... It is one of those, and I see this so clearly, that it will be, once I put everything out, it'll be one of those moments. I don't care how big it gets. It doesn't matter. I'm not. That's not my goal. But I get that handful of people who really get inside of what I'm putting out with this particular character that I created uh, back in, oh gosh, I mean, the character was originally um, incarnate in some form or another, back in 1995. That's right, I said 1995, old century stuff, right? 
But anyway, but it's evolved over the years and I've added different elements to it, different stories and characters, backstories and situations. That's a lot of fun. Now, with that said, what does that have to do with Halloween? Well, he's a spooky, kooky kind of guy. But also, he's lended like, when it comes to Jim's toy box, as I've told you before, I use the toys as a way to learn new things. So like when I wanted to learn how to blog and, you know, really understand the concept, well, I knew I needed to talk or write about something, so I used toys, and I organized them, and I created a, if you go to jimstoybox.com and you look for the wall category or search for the wall, that was the beginning, to where I just looked at the stuff on my wall, and I talked about those in a nice organized manner and got into a habit, so I would write every day, and it worked out pretty well. So anyway, in doing to the bucket list that I'm on right now and the personal creative challenges to get back on track into the world of creativity and in really growing the strength of my own imagination to encourage you to do the same. One of the things on my never-ending bucket list is to take that character and some of the other characters that were created alongside him over the years uh, and use them as my Mickey Mouse, as my Ronald McDonald. I wanted that brand and so i said okay cool what am i do with it well there were some tv stuffs that were put together i did actually some radio drama stuff with them that was fun but what would i really love to do what would i really really love to do one of those things one of the things i'd really love to do now i mentioned the ronald mcdonald thing well, i'm not kidding i mean i would really love to have a, a, a simple restaurant a fast food type thing but the food not be so bad for you, you know, I mean, a hamburger is a good thing, okay, it's a great thing, everybody loves hamburgers, but you just can't put all the crap in there, so, got to thinking about it, and if you go, you all definitely want the visuals on this one, this is a total visual thing here, but I sat down uh, back in October, and as part of the graphics challenge that I've mentioned, um, I sat down, and I created Max's Monster Burger, so it's a fast food joint featuring this character, Max Marks, and I, I I made all the stuff, the cups and the, the, the wrappers for the burgers and the chicken nugget containers and the Happy Meal. Oh, excuse me, not Happy Meal, Kids Meal, Kids of All Ages Meal. And then also some the, the, the toys for it. And so I made those and put them all in there. And it's been a lot of fun. And I'm going to continue to grow this thing into something. Will I actually open an official brick and mortar uh, Max's Monster Burger, and then franchise it throughout the country to where, no matter where you are, you can go in and have an incredible Max's. I really do like to cook, and I make a mean burger, and I want to show you that. But if we, in doing this, you know, I, maybe, but I don't know yet, because it depends on what the this rest of the world does. But in the meantime, doesn't mean I can't play with it, and there's going to be more things that... It's it's great because actually one of I got the greatest compliment in the world is whenever I put the the first round of stuff together and I popped a picture of it and sent it to a friend of mine here in in locally in the region and he wanted to know where the restaurant was and I'm like that's a win so that was that was pretty cool so I, I accomplished my goal there uh, it looks real because it is real and it'll be as real as I want it to be the more earnestness I put behind the desire to turn it into something and that's that's a beautiful thing but right now my my hope is i want you to check it out go again jackentertainment.net look at the show notes and then you'll see i'm going to point i haven't got it just yet the final link where i'm going to put all the pictures and everything and maybe a video maybe a video 
Um, not sure just yet. Anyway, but you can take a look at the characters and the stuff, and it's fun. And be ready, because coming in the, the weeks, relatively soon, there's actually a side project, a television project. I say television. It'll be online, and it may go to air, actually. I talked to a fellow at the local television station here that I worked with before. Uh, we may throw it on the air just to see what happens. But anyway, uh, Max's Monster Burger is going to sponsor it. And it's going to be fun. It's an imaginative journey. journey. And I don't want to say more than that right now. But I promise you this. You can have fun with it too. And that's what I want. And I also, once again, to encourage you to go back to your bucket list. Think of the things that you didn't think were possible or you couldn't do. And understand that, yes, you can. Because now while I can do my own graphic design work for doing it for all these years, I've also got a printer, just a regular old 2D color printer from HP, which is great, by the way. Um, that new uh, ink on-demand thing they do is awesome. Saves you a lot of money and you never run out of ink. Awesome. Uh, smart print, that's what it's called. And then also the ability to do 3D printing. I've literally built all the aspects of this fast food restaurant, this branded fast food restaurant right here at home. So at that stage of the game, everybody inside of my house can enjoy Max's Monster Burger as I envisioned it for either outside in the big giant franchised world or just some other little silly idea I'm cooking up with that I can share with you to where you'll be able to enjoy it at home too. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Anyway, check that out because, again, the purpose of that is it satisfies my itch for Halloween all year round the ability to have a fast food restaurant with a branded character that has grown in such an interesting way that's informative and entertaining. Entertaining first on him more so than informative. But I never forget that you really are only limited by what you allow yourself to be limited by because the things that you can do at no to very low cost is amazing now. So be aware of that, because a lot of folks aren't, and I realize that now, because I've never believed in those type of limitations. I've shut myself in the foot and stopped short because I got scared of something, but I've always been able to see that, no, you really can. Is it on the scale that you want it to be? Not necessarily yet, but you can get there once you know where you're going. Anyway, check that out. Max's Monster Burger. It's spooky kooky fun for the whole family. Three D printing is an amazing thing. I can't stress that enough. During this Learn Solar Energy segment of the program and all the rest of the week, we're talking about three D printing because, again, this is the technology that's been available for quite a lot longer than most people realize, and it's advanced in so many ways and so user friendly now that is just simply amazing. I mean, really, the things you literally dream it, you can build it. You can either learn how to do three D modeling by way of computer-aided drafting, or you can hire some incredibly fantastic modelers out there who are probably 10 years old and on top of this thing like you wouldn't believe. Uh, but today, one of those modelers I'm talking about, which I'm not, I'm, he does design work, but I haven't personally reached out to him just yet. Main thing I have done, however, is I have purchased a, a good handful of his 3D models that he's scan designed i'm not 100 sure of his method just yet but it blew me away this really his name he goes by the moniker of desert octopus and you can find him on cults3d.com and check out his entire 
portfolio of these star vintage Star Wars action figures that you can download and print. Now, if you are like me and you were part of that Star Wars era, life before Star Wars and you're a kid and life immediately after Star Wars as a kid, odds of you not being a part of that whole thing is pretty slim and none. And it is a wonderful feeling of nostalgia inside of there uh, for me. And I hope for you too. Enjoy it. Even though Disney wrecked it, doesn't mean it wasn't beautiful at one point. Anyway, the ability to, you know, I again, as a toy collector in my hobbies, you know, it was always cool to find those old vintage action figures out in the wild, no matter when and where. They always, when you would find the old chewed-up Darth Vader missing his cape and lightsaber, but it was still pretty cool to actually have one in your hand again if you hadn't done it since you were like eight years old, you know? So I love recreating that feeling every time I get the opportunity. And now I can literally recreate the opportunity anytime I want because I was able to purchase those 3D files from Desert Octopus via cults3d.com. And I've made a bunch of Darth Vader's. Why? Because I can. And because it's fun. But also it allowed me to challenge myself once again in the world of pack packaging. Because again, now that the stuff that I'm going that you can go see in the show from the show notes today. They're not for sale from me. I don't do that. I'm not interested in that. Uh, but I encourage you to go take a look at his portfolio. Uh, and even if you don't 3D print yet, you will, you should. If you don't, you will, you should. I said that again. It wasn't a glitch. I just can't stress it enough. But in the meantime, though, you can purchase a model and then you can find, by way of the Cults3D.com platform, uh, people who will print for you. And there's a lot of other professional 3D printing services out there. You ought to shop around on prices and such. But yeah, you can totally do that. And it's really, really neat. And if you go to, or when you go to, we're not saying, if we're saying when, when you go to jackentertainment.net, check the show notes out today, there'll be a link to a photo gallery shoot of some of the things that I've created after getting those models when it came to designing packaging and packaging concepts for selling 3d files outside of the online world because it's like when you're online yeah sure everything's there it's great but how much fun would it be to actually have something physical tangible in your hand to offer up at comic book conventions and and things like that or in a comic book store or any retail store for that matter uh that would encourage and entice people to continue learning more about this new technology that will benefit you no matter how young or old you may be. And I, I, I had a lot of fun with that. So uh, one of the projects, it, it came about, again, imagination and action. Here you go. I had black filament, black PLA filament. That's the plastic you use feeding to the machine that then spits out line by line a final product that's exactly what you saw on the screen. And it's cool and it's neat. And so... I printed off the first, in the world of Star Wars toys, if you're not familiar, I'll give you a quick update. In the beginning, there were 12 characters that were created into action figures that Kenner Toys offered up to the public in 1978. And they were part of the early bird edition, where for Christmas in 77, kids got empty boxes with a promise to get the toys by March of 1978. Okay. Uh, because, well, they didn't expect the demand to be so high, and it was all crazy, and that's all she wrote there. Anyway, I, I, I said, okay, well, what I'm going to do, because if you go to look at Desert Octopus's 
portfolio on cults3d.com. You're going to see he's almost every one of them. And I'd love to have all of them just because of some weird hoarding thing I've got going on. But I decided to focus in on just the first 12. Those first 12 that were the first ones that sparked the Star Wars merchandising juggernaut in the world of toys. And so anyway, so I focused in on them. And then as the, the weeks went by, I'd pick up or I'd you know, purchase and download a different model until I had all those first 12. And then I started printing them off. And so, but I've only got the black, only had the black filament at the time. And so I was like, how would I, what, what, what could I do with that? And so I'm actually finally getting around to getting all those figures that were printed and setting them up, doing a photo shoot, especially because of this podcast. And I call it the shadows of the Kenner Empire. And if you're a Star Wars fan and familiar with some of the stuff that Disney has now wiped out of existence of canon, but there was a book series or a book called Shadows of the Empire that like was a story that was in between uh, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Great story. Anyway, uh, so I kind of played off that. And if you're a Star Wars fan, you'll get it. If you're not, you may get it. You may not. I don't know. But it's fun. And I want to see what it looks like. And so after I get done with today's show, I'm going to do that. And again, this is all about showing you and proving to you that you can do this, any of this stuff, just as well as I can. But more importantly, you could take the ideas of the idea and think about how they can benefit you in your own interests and pursuits and expand and add value to your business, your organization, your hobbies, your friends, your family, and life in general, because that's the superpower that is in you already that you've just most likely lost touch with being trapped inside of a five sense universe. So that's what this is all about. And now we got to wrap it up. I got a list of things coming up for tomorrow's show that I think you'll equally enjoy. Again, I thank every single one of you for taking the time to download, listen to, stream the podcast, no matter what your platform is that you're listening on. I would appreciate any kind of rating you can give on a positive note. Uh, it'd be great to help grow the show because that's the goal is growth, right? Absolutely. And I hope you did get something out of it. I hope it inspired you to take some of these ideas of the things that I've created by way of, hmm, how can I make this go in a different direction totally? Uh, I hope you do, and I want to hear about it. So if you've taken any of these ideas and applied them to your own business, organization, uh, hobby, family, friends, I'd love to hear about it. And it's awesome. Okay, i got to wrap this thing up. Tomorrow's show is packed full of really some cool stuff. On our superpower quest, I'm going to take a look at David Icke's latest book, Perceptions of a Renegade Mind. And then also, they're back in the toy box. It's about heroes, big buff ones. We'll go there. And the paranormal quest continues with a show from a very famous family that are wanting to believe and... Then let's, we're also going to kind of look a little bit about traditions that went away at Christmas time, such as scary ghost stories and tales from long, long ago in our Halloween quest segment. And then from our Learn Solar 3D week, here we go with another spotlight on a creator that has done something so neat and so cool that it really expands the usage 
of additive manufacturing at home. Again, thank you very much. I'm Jim Bumgardner. This is the Jack Entertainment Network's daily show update and stuffs. And I encourage you, go to jackentertainment.net, shop at Jack's store. I appreciate that. And then look for the freebies like our Superpower Quest social media bingo to help you break free and start life living and not being trapped inside of labels. Have a great one, everyone, and we'll talk to you again next time.